Today's guest on Home Care Heroes is Mickey Rosanis. Mickey's an occupational therapist working with an artificial intelligence company that is providing a virtual care assistant. Is this something that can help your home care agency? Welcome to the Home Care Heroes podcast, featuring trending topics and practical wisdom for success in home care. Here's your host, Ken Accardi. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Home Care Heroes podcast. Today's going to be a really interesting new direction. We have a special guest named Mickey Rosanis, and she's from a company called Sensi.ai. And of course, when you you know see those companies.ai, you're like, ooh, that's like a techie thing that I don't understand uh, sort of thing. But Sensi.ai, they've actually created the first virtual caregiving uh, solution that's that's really in the world. And they are working with home care agencies in the United States to deploy a technology solution that is really helping assess the situation of care. And so we're going to go pretty techie today in this episode of Home Care Heroes. But before, without further ado, let me me say thank you and welcome to the show, Mickey Rosanis. Thank you so much for having me. I can't well, promise to go too techie, though, because I'm the clinical person. Okay, yeah, we're not going to go too techie. And actually, Mickey is an occupational therapist. But um, yeah, why don't you tell us just a little bit about you and your story and maybe how you, um, you know, found your journey through occupational therapy and to working with Sensi.ai? Yeah, no problem. So yes, as you say, I'm an occupational therapist by background from Australia by background. And a lot of my clinical experience has been working with the elderly, working with older adults in multiple different uh, settings, whether it's being in care homes, whether it's in hospitals or whether it's in people's homes and really providing them with that support and um, therapy around how to keep them at home for as long as possible or whether it is keeping them safe, independent. Um, so all of that experience has really helped to lead me towards my role here at Sensi in helping to develop the product uh, from that clinical perspective and bringing that domain experience to, to our um our technology and really being able to aim towards this common goal of multiple multiple people is keeping people at home and allowing our older adults to age in place. Yeah, fantastic. And I mean, we all know that if we look around the world, people are living much longer lives and we want them to live much richer lives. And we also know probably the main theme of the Home Care Heroes podcast has been the in, in various different ways, the shortage of caregivers and how we deal with that and all those sorts of things. So, so thank you for that background, but let's start, you know, really fundamentally, I mean, you know, kind of putting on your occupational therapist hat, let's talk about that, you know, kind of that critical relationship between, you know, that uh, person needing care and the, their family, and then their caregiving agency. And, you know, just from a personal story, my mom is 85 and, you know, she unfortunately has, you know, kind of escalating um, Alzheimer's dementia. And, uh, you know, and, and we do have certain situations where, you know, I think that her perception of her, of her um, you know, need for care isn't quite in line with the reality of her need for care and things like that. So, yeah, so I mean, this is something that I think all of us, first of all, in our agencies, we deal with with our clients every day, but we also 
all deal with this in our in our lives. But yeah, I guess, you know, kind of talk to us about that, you know, kind of critical relationship between, let's say, the family, the person getting the care and then the caring agency. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're experiencing and going through there is something that a lot of people can empathize with. And it's definitely something that we're um, getting a lot of feedback and experience within the industry now. Um, and what what my my background as well as an occupational therapist has taught me is that there is a point in time where due to multiple factors, whether it is physical, mental, cognitive, or functional, that our older adults or our seniors, you know, their needs will start to change and their needs will start to require support from other people, whether that is the family members or whether that is the care agencies. And what we are really aiming towards is to have this really collaborative approach towards the care of the person and for that to be this um, this successful communication and this successful uh, relationship between all those three parties. Um, so we call this the triangle of care, which is really between the senior themselves, their family members and the agency. Um, and to really successfully aim towards that person being able to stay at home for as long as possible, all of these three parties need to be working closely together and need to be working in harmony. Um, so that's definitely something that we're contributing to with this technology. Um, but I guess the reasons for that, and I guess uh, a bit of the background towards why this technology came about, was really to be able to provide a a way and a tool for being able to communicate the information or to be able to provide information to the families about what's happening for their loved one living at home, um, who are often the families of the ones who are quite concerned and quite worried or anxious about how, how are they doing, what are they doing, what are they up to, and um, are there difficulties arising? Have they had any falls that they haven't told me about? And if there is caregiving there as well, they want to know what is that like? What's the quality of that caregiving? Is there good relationships being built there between the, uh, the person and the caregiver? Um, so all of this information is something that family members often don't have necessarily available to them. And this is something that the technology is really working towards um, being able to provide to family members through the care agency themselves. Yeah, perfect. So we spoke a little bit you know, as we were preparing about you know, how, and you just brought it up, how there is some technology that you provide that's essentially you know, listening in on what's going on in the home. And it, as you said, is you know, when, let's say, mom's alone and also when, <clears throat> when the caregiver is there and all that. So why don't you take us through like what are some of the um, you know, what are some of the things that can be detected or sensed? And if the family and others, the caring agency had uh, knowledge of these things, what are some things that can be done to mitigate, you know, some of these issues? And, you know, just maybe give a couple examples. Yeah, no problem. So um, I guess you use the word listening. So I wouldn't necessarily use the word listening. The way that the uh, product works is that it can pick up and analyze auditory-based anomalies. So what that means is that it is using audio or sounds from the person's environment, 
but the artificial intelligence has been trained to be able to pick up only when there's something of, of note or something triggering to, uh, ha to have a deeper understanding of the person's health and well-being or of the possible interactions within the environment or if there is maybe even an emergency that has happened within the environment as well. Um, so there is there are lots of different examples of how we can use this. Um, you know, whether it is more of a physical type of thing. So for example, um, the system can pick up if there is very high levels of activity occurring at nighttime. Um, and in the case of a certain uh, client, the system was demonstrating that at nighttime there was a lot of toilet visits and that the person was very frequently going to the toilet. Um, and this in conjunction with the fact that the person was also quite confused in the past couple of days, having high levels of those cognitive, um, we call them cognitive anomalies, so um, very confused and, and a bit more aggressive towards her caregivers and so all of this kind of painted the picture into uh, the fact that she actually had a UTI um, and the system was able to really help to initiate the, the detection of that uh, by promoting getting a, a test for, for UTI, but also then that really fast and quick treatment of um, that health condition. So it could be to that extent of really helping to not diagnose, but detect possibilities of a health condition occurring. Um, but it also looks into the level of uh, interactions of the person with caregivers. And um, what's really quite wonderful to hear, and I think this really helps with, you mentioned before, the um, often you talk about the you know caregiver shortage and what really helps with the retention of caregivers is giving them appreciation. So the system being able to pick up on when there is really exceptional care that otherwise the care agencies don't know about and the families don't really know about either unless they're there. Um, so by being able to provide that data towards great care is happening, there's all of this wonderful, all of these wonderful interactions, there's a lot of positivity, there's laughter, the, the caregiver is going above and beyond their role to be able to help that person. And um, to be able to have evidence towards that and then to be able to give them that appreciation for the work that they're doing, there's been really great evidence to show that this really helps with the retention of caregivers within agencies as well. So I guess that's a couple of examples. There's, I could go on for a while, mm -hmm. many, many different examples of how. Okay systems being used but um, no perfect I think we'll come back and we'll probably cover you know some more examples a little bit later in the show but I think you know you touched on some really important things that there is this you know dynamic that's going on between the caregiving and the level of interaction and you know the sort of uh, an ability to detect some happiness there and all that kind of thing and you know the first example you gave uh you know urinary tract urinary tract infections is one of the biggest reasons for you know, potentially preventable hospitalizations for seniors. And I hate to get into the detail, but it's, you know, that a lot of our elderly folks, they don't like to wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom in the first place. So they, you know, they don't drink enough fluids. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so this is a situation that does cause a lot of preventable hospitalizations. And that's, that's great that that's something that can be detected, you know, in addition to things a little bit more like uh, falls and things like that. So let me, um, 
you know, just kind of take a little um, side trip for a second here. I think a lot of folks are, you know, they're, they're kind of thinking, well, you know, artificial intelligence, I don't really understand what that is. It's like way out of my realm, way out of my league. You know, I can't even like, you know, I, I can't even comprehend what we're talking about here on the show. But I think that um, it's important for folks to realize that, you know, artificial intelligence is becoming part of our day-to-day lives. And there's a lot of things that you could detect. So like one example would be when you're watching Netflix and you've watched, you know, some shows and it says, you know, you might want to watch this next or that next, you know, that's, that's a basic, um, you know, use of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and they're just looking at a lot of data and saying, oh, well, you know, people who have watched this set of shows might like that set of shows. And another thing, which, you know, I personally appreciate is that when I'm writing my emails and Gmail, like, you know, starting a couple of years ago, it'll just start, you know, kind of recommending the ending of my sentence. And it'll often give me a very eloquent, you know, ending of the sentence that I've just started. And it's, it's right on the money and that type of thing. So really a lot of artificial intelligence is learning to, you know, recognize patterns and, you know, and, and that sort of thing. A lot of it is, you know, just really applying statistics. And I guess another example would be that, um, you know, if you ever wanted to sell your used car in the past, you know, it would be a very, uh, you know, human process of somebody going through and, you know, and, and there wasn't a lot of data there, but now there's a lot of data on what used car sells for and things like that. And when you deal with these companies like Auto Trader, you could just put in, you know, basic information or to, to get an assessment of, you know, what the value of that car might be or the ability to, um, approve people for loans very, very quickly today. You know, these are all, uh, you know, practical examples of artificial intelligence that we, you know, that we all have in our day-to-day lives. And so I guess um, my point in giving up, giving these examples is that we don't really want to be intimidated by the idea of artificial intelligence. We just want to, you know, realize it is something that's making our lives better on a daily basis. And it's exciting that, you know, that Sensi is, you know, really trying to figure out a great way of applying artificial intelligence in the realm of caregiving. So with that, um, you know, I, I, I guess let's go back and, you know, talk about, um, you know, a couple of other examples, but let's go in the direction of, you know, you're working with home care agencies in the U.S. and um, are they generally, you know, saying, okay, well, this is my, you know, 24 by seven case. I'm going to put Sensi in there to, assess the environment or are they sometimes even going in when they talk to a potential um, client for the first time and the family's not sure and the the client is resistant to care? Um, You know, so I guess my question in all this is, are we, you know, applying the Sensi technology maybe early before caregiving even starts or are we applying it, you know, when there's a lot of caregiving going on or like where where in the spectrum have we applied it and seen uh, effectiveness of the solution? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I mean, firstly, an answer to that it is being applied in multiple different ways. So firstly, yes, there are certain cases where there is already 24-7 care and Sensi is a way of being able to uh, detect and, and analyze the quality of that care and where else there might be certain needs of the client that needs to be picked up. Um, but in, in the cases that there that you brought up, there is also definitely a need for Sensi and it's being used quite commonly by care agencies for clients who don't even have physical care yet. Um, And this is something that comes up quite quite a lot is, you know, uh, older adults or seniors who are 
resistant to wanting that physical care and who are wanting for everything to kind of stay as is, you know, let's not disturb the the routine at all. And they might not necessarily have the insight. Um, you, you mentioned even about your mum. So sometimes if someone does have those cognitive changes happening, they might not have the awareness into their possible difficulties or even if they have the awareness they don't want to admit to it and they don't want to accept that they need that level of physical assistance and and care and so you know the way the sense is being used here is that it is able to be situated into a person's home prior to physical care and it's actually there's a, a great example of a client that we had um, using Sensi, um, her family members started to become quite concerned about her. They noticed that there were some cognitive changes happening and they reached out to a home care agency who went in, they did their assessment and the, the senior herself was very adamant that she didn't want that physical care. Um, and so instead of introducing physical caregivers, they introduced the virtual care assistant or Sensi, and they they were able to install Sensi, and that was her initial, that was the caregiving that they were providing her. They weren't helping her with making meals. They weren't helping her with going shopping. Sensi was there in her home to be able to have that assessment, that virtual assessment into what was happening for her. Um, and the the family were very intrigued to know what was happening for her. So what was actually detected along the way using the sensing system was that she was having certain periods of the day where she was more confused, where there was a lot of cognitive difficulties happening, a lot of disorientation. Um, and this actually ended up in a fall that happened um, in the middle of the night. And she was, after the fall, able to get up and everything was okay. So otherwise the family would not have necessarily known that a fall happened. But one of the risk factors of falls happening is a previous fall has already happened. So it was very important for the agency, for the family to be aware of this happening in her environment and also around the patterns around her cognitive difficulties as well. And the information that uh, Sensi was able to help to summarise to their home care agency and the family really helped them to implement the physical care that she needed. It also helped her to come to terms with the fact that the care, you know, that she was quite resistant to, it wasn't that she was then being introduced with 24-7 care and now she's going to have someone in her, in her home all the time. It was there at the times where she really needed it. And the care plan was built around the intelligence and the data of the system so that she was okay with it, the family were happy with her needs being met at the time, and, of course, the home care agency were able to really support her in the way that they know best in being able to care for her. Um, and so, you know, this is definitely something that comes up quite commonly. Um, you know, home care agencies are taking on board Sensi as the standard of the care that they provide. They don't only provide physical care, they also provide the virtual care agent. And I think this is something that is becoming more and more common. Um, and I think using technology and being familiar with technology and 
accepting technologies is really the way that we're going to be able to deal with the caregiver shortage and the crisis happening um, within the, this home care agency world. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we're we're really excited and passionate about being a part of that. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I mean, what I perceive is that the you know industry knows that their hardest challenge is you know getting and retaining the best caregivers. Um, however, you know most agencies I speak to, you know, I kind of say, well, ultimately the solution it has to be some combination of people and technology. And I think that uh, you know in general everybody accepts that at an intellectual level, but they're not exactly sure how it's going to work. And it's a little bit of a departure from, you know, what they've done in the past. So I think it's, it's an opportunity, but let's, uh, you know, I think we've, we've got a, a great introduction here. Let's um, kind of summarize a couple things. So, you know, here we are, we have Sensi.ai. They have a technology that is explicitly for home care agencies to build a better relationship. There's uh, multiple great uses uh, for it. So one is when there's not caregiving in the home, it can detect you know, issues such as we've given examples of urinary tract infections, we've given examples of falls and things like that. And another thing is that, you know, we can potentially use this as a way of establishing a care relationship when we do have that individual who's resistant to care in the first place and say, you know, well, listen, why don't we, why don't we start with something? It's not going to be in your way. You're hardly going to know it's there. And it's going to, you know, give us a better picture of how things are going and the care needs. And you know, I think, uh, I mean, you know, not to not to use the word, but it, this is a very intelligent uh, approach to things like that. So with that, I think we'll um, we'll move into the home stretch. But Nikki, how can people learn a little bit more about, you know, Sensi.ai and you know, virtual care assistant uh, platform? What should everybody do? Well, we have multiple ways of getting to know information about us. Our website is sensi.ai, so you can have a look there at the website. But we're also very active in all forms of social media, so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, and um, that would be a firstly, I guess, a way of understanding what, what we're, we're doing. Um, and if you're looking for more info, then feel free to reach out to us and, and you know, if you're a home care agency, we're happy to um, complete a demo and, and give you a bit more info and, um, and take you on a bit of a demo of the product itself. And yeah. Okay, great. So I think that, you know, a lot of us, we learn via social media and um, by going to websites and things like that. Is, is there either an email or a phone number that you know off the top of your head that you could share? Definitely don't know a... Uh, <laughs> I definitely don't know the, the phone number um, and an email. That's a really good question. Um, I wonder if my colleague will know for us. The email is alon, A-L-O-N, at sensi.ai. Okay, perfect. All right, so we'll leave it at that. We won't put you through the torture of um, trying to find a phone number for us uh, at this point in time. And but I think that's really, really great. And you know, again, thank you for you know, letting us know about this and the successes and the potential for Sensi.ai. And also, I think this is, as I said at the outset, I think this is a great you know way of us taking that eventual reality of of knowing that our agencies have to combine 
uh, our physical care with you know technology solutions for dealing with folks. And Sensi.ai is a great example where that is happening. So let me uh, again say thank you to Nikki Rosanis. Thank you for being on Home Care Heroes today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to chat to you. Thanks for joining us today on the Home Care Heroes podcast. Home Care Heroes is produced by Ancoda, the software for the heroes of home care. You can listen to back episodes by visiting forhomecareheroes.com. That's the number four, then the words homecareheroes.com.